Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Um, I'm just doing a little catch-up today. Uh, um, I'm catching up with our CEO of Never Had It So Good Networks, uh, Princess Cooper, is back with us today. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. You never have to test to see if I'm here. I'm always here, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, just various capacities, but yeah, you are yeah. always definitely always here. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Uh a little behind today, but that's that's okay. Um uh things have a way of working themselves out, so for for whatever reason, so. But I want to talk to you about, I guess, a couple of things, and and one we talked about ahead of time. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about something else because uh, you suffer with allergies, and, and I mean, I guess we all do in one one way, shape, or form. But um, I wanted to ask you about having to do all of the stuff you do and still deal with with allergies and how it impacts you and how you manage them. You know, um, as my age progresses, <laughs> more things come up. I've never really had allergies as You become more seasoned, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but, and it really, yeah. And I used to hear people all the time talk about allergies, especially when the spring comes and there's more pollen and, and the grass starts to really glow, grow and flowers and stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, 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 allergies. But my brother um, suffered a little bit, and I don't know if I gave him a whole lot of loyalty, loyalty and respect too. But I do now because um, it, it is it is something that really is just kind of that persistent aggravation. It doesn't stop the entire day from moving on, and you know we have to persevere with, through all a lot of things, um, and and I guess you know just navigate. But um, uh, it affects my eyes, and of course the congestion of your nose and and that sort of thing. Um, but I I don't know how to say it except for you know there's a, it's a certain level of misery, but it hasn't stopped work. Sometimes it'll interfere if I have a Zoom. I'll say, okay, you know, um, I, I don't want to be on Zoom and, and you know, have these allergies persisting. So I, I may delay that or, you know, uh, reschedule that. But that's probably about the best thing. But these allergies just came about last year in the fall. And mm-hmm. um, 
as time goes on, um, I'm start, you know, I finally decided, okay, well, I need to stop talking about it and just trying to self-medicate. I need to go see what's up. And, and I finally did. But um, as soon as I get a result, I'll give you that. But I don't, I don't even know how else to describe this. It's, it's been something else, though. Yeah, and I guess, you know, depending on where you are, it's, it's more, sometimes it's more seasonal. And then, you know, and we're, we're basically talking about, I guess, things that affect the respiratory system. But, you know, people have all kinds of allergies. You know, they have food allergies. You know, I, they used to tell me I was allergic to chocolate, but I think I just ignored them. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm a true chocoholic. Uh, I think my waistline is allergic to chocolate, but that's about it. But, (laughs) you know, I mean, you know, people have all different types of reactions. I I also um, have been kind of checking on on medications, too, because um, when I got diagnosed with my thyroid, the medication I take, one of the symptoms, as I read up on it, was supposed to be rashes. Um, Fortunately, thank God, um, that has not occurred, but I, that's one thing I kind of worried about uh, when I was first mm-hmm. taking the medication. But, but I, you make you have to make a choice. You either you know you deal with the disease or you deal with the medication. And I'm like, I'm just going to deal with the medication. Let the medication handle the disease, you know. And and you know, so far it's it's been pretty good, you know. So, yeah. but um, yeah, I just you know I wanted to put that out there because I think a lot of people feel kind of like they're maybe not not that they're isolated you know they know people that people have allergies but you know they just feel sometimes that all eyes are you are on you when you're coughing or sneezing or whatever the case may be and I just really wanted to kind of talk more about it and put it out there because we are as we get more in the spring we're going to have more people that are going to be suffering a lot more with this and you just need to tell them it's okay just figure out the best way for you to manage it you know uh, and and just go forward you know it's not a big deal well you know it's a, it's a big deal if you don't deal with it basically yeah so yeah uh, you know and, and like i said um i i really i i thought i've always had you know really good skin and not too oily, not too dry, and, and, and no allergies. And, you know, but as I, you know, elevate in age, you know, um, first it was high blood pressure. I seem to be under control with that, but now it's it's allergies. But um, thank God for the longevity. That's all I can really say. <laughs> thank yeah. God for the longevity. <laughs> and I think it's just because things change in your system. I, I got diagnosed with uh different allergies. In fact, what happened after, a lot of things were revealed after I got diagnosed with the hyperthyroidism with um, Graves' disease. And I did undergo a battery of tests. I was trying to actually, because I I actually scanned it and kept it. I I try to keep, you know, my health records. And, um, but they did a battery of tests, found that I was low in vitamin D. And apparently that's not necessarily uh, abnormal in the African American community, um, but yeah, they uh, low on vitamin vitamin D. Uh, they had me on uh, what is it, the generic version of Fosamax because I was diagnosed with a little bit of osteoporosis, osteoarthritis, and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you know, things can things can deplete your 
calcium without you knowing it, you know, and it doesn't just take a break. And you don't want to get to the point where it's just a break that determines that where you find out that you're low, you know. So I, I encourage everybody to kind of get tested on the vitamin D because vitamin D also um, is a, an immunity booster, you know. It's not just about mm-hmm. the calcium. Um, you know, when I was growing up, it was like, Stay on the vitamin C. I drink vitamin. I drink orange juice. I think until my stomach's raw, you know, and I can't do a lot of acid anymore, you know. But mom, because I was drinking it, and I started drinking like these uh, water-sized glasses of juice, and my mom was like, "You know, you can't drink that like that." I'm like, "I'm okay." You know how we are when we're young, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now it's like um, I'm looking for the low acid orange juice or I'm kind of splitting it with something or whatever. But, um, I, I, you know, because of the vitamin C, you know, we all encourage to drink the juice because of the vitamin C and take the vitamin C. No one has really, really talks about they talk about it more now. But when I was growing up, no one really talked about D in terms of boosting the immune system. So. Oh yeah, and, and oh, it's no, hard. No one talked about that growing up for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More now. No one talked yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, so if you're, you know, if I would encourage everybody to kind of just get their levels checked, um, and especially if you're African American, and especially if you're African American women, because we do tend to have a deficiency of, of vitamin D. So, uh, just wanted to, you know, put that out there. But anyway. Okay. The other mm-hmm. thing, you know, that we were going to talk about today is I notice even in the midst of all your work busyness that you volunteer. And I was having a discussion with someone the other day about um, volunteering. My friend Stephanie, who is on the show a lot, she does uh, volunteering on, on Tuesdays and Thursdays at a food pantry. And I know so many other people that have volunteering on their on a regular schedule and then some people that nothing absolutely nothing <laughs> and i i just have you know i don't volunteer necessarily as much or in the ways that i would like to volunteer all the time i do it's kind of like an every now and then thing and i'm trying to work it better in my schedule as soon as i can work out the kinks with some other things but i know you do it and so tell me why you do it, how you got started doing it, um, and uh, just tell me what you do. Wow. Okay, that's a loaded question. Let me let me just um, start by saying, I don't know, I've always had um, that kind of heart, I think. And if I didn't, I think that's something that I, our mother cultivated in us and I said this to you in, in our in our little meeting this morning is that you know I mean if you're so fortunate to take that elevator to whatever top you have set for yourself um, make sure to send it back you know to get others and 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 that means give a helping hand and um, you know with my mom if someone was not doing well, and that well could be, you know, having relationship trouble or not feeling well, being sick, or if there was a death in the family, my mom, my grandmother, all of those in the community, you, you cook up a little food and you take it over there. And you ask if there's anything else you can do. So I think it started there. 
And um, then I think I became the, oh, I'll, I'll throw a shower with you, princess, you know. Um, <laughs> was it a baby shower, you know, bridal shower, whatever? I love doing that. Um, but that was just early adulthood. Um, it, but my mother and my mom and we all went to church and my grandmother taught, told me how to shop, well, taught me how to stomp my feet in church because those old churches had those wood floors and I thought that was really neat. But um, it has graduated towards so many other things. And after my mother passed, um, I started doing a ministry with young ladies within a church that I was in just about um, um, your level of grace and what that meant. And that grace could be your, your disposition, your manner, your personality, or it could be what you want to do to be effective in the community. Um, so, you know, I did that and still do that. Um, and then there are other foundations I work with. Um, uh, you know, I'm on the Rosewood Board, um, which is the Rosewood Foundation in, in Florida, and then several here in South Carolina. But um, we also have um, a senior ministry where we go out and make sure we're assigned certain um, members of the community that are in their senior years, and we, we, we do whatever they need to be done. You know, and that could be, you know, taking them to the grocery store or making sure that their medicine is is divided up for the week. Or if they need additional services, making sure that we navigate that with them or for them with um, the different entities. Because you know, we hear a lot now, you can sign up for it online. Well, what does that mean to a 75, 85-year-old person? You can sign up for it online. Most of them are not don't have a laptop or a computer or a phone that they can navigate um, with that. Um, And then there's just special holidays that come up. We do um, a service, um, community service event every Martin Luther King, and that one is kind of near and dear to me because I went to school with Bernice King um, at Spelman and got to know her, her. We both had the same major and, you know, got to go to their house and, and, and meet Coretta and always had a, a relationship with Coretta Scott King. And that really empowered me as Spellman. Um, so, you know, those are a couple of things that I do. There's so many more, Gretchen. Um, I try to, as far as being an entrepreneur and a small business person, um, I try to give back by creating. If you are a new business person and you don't have your ducks in a row, I, I try to give you, you know, um, a, a simple ABC plan, a, including um, providing a professional headshot for you, photography, um, but also talking to you about the plan in the beginning. Make sure the plan, the business plan, is there. just don't say, okay, I want to create a business. And really, it's, that's just a dream unless you lay out the goal in the plan itself. So those are some of the things. But it's in my heart, and I also said I think either you have it or you don't. You know, there's certain people that that really satisfies them, others it does it does not. I just happen to be the one that it does, and I'm in a household with a praying man and um, a minister himself, and his heart is is bigger than mine. And so we make it work, and we decide what we're going to do for the month, for the year, um, sometimes just for the weekend, and what and how we're going to tackle that, and that's what we do. And a lot of it, you know, you don't want to do it and always have to brag about it. Some simple things you do because that's the right thing to do. 
um, in this world. Um, and we need more kindness every day. Uh, if nothing else, Donald Trump taught me that. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm kind of like you in the respect that, you know, like you say, you have it or you don't, and, and I'm seeing that now. I just, I kind of, you know, naively just thought everybody had that, you know, <laughs> especially if you're a Christian, you know. You're supposed to look out for your fellow man. You're supposed to get involved. You know, you're supposed to, mm-hmm. to do something other than the stuff that you do for yourself. Um, so, and I guess part of it was, too, my parents just kept me busy, and I don't know because if it was because I was just plain hyper or what, but I was in Scouts, you know, Brownies and Girl Scouts. Um, I was in uh, marching band uh, and concert band, and I was in, uh, you know, just different other things, um, future business leaders when I was in high school, uh, French club and some other things. And then, you know, by, by virtue of being in those, uh, organizations, you know, they, there was always some sort of community or charity, something that you were going to do. You were going to be involved in some kind of way, other than other than just the organization, and then just continued there. So off and on, I've been, you know, doing things throughout the course of my life. You know, when I was, you know, with the Realtor Association doing, um, the, we did a couple of the uh, neighborhood cleanups and stuff like that. Uh, waterway cleanups, all types of stuff. When I it, and we we had a, a a committee one time with uh, the Realtor Association, where we would go to this one place uh, before it closed. It was called Hubbard Hubbard House, and different organizations would go in and cook at Hubbard House. Hubbard House was a place where if you had a child, um, let's say at Arnold Park. Arnold Palmer or Winnie Palmer Hospital, um, and, you know, the the parents needed a place to stay. This was the house that that allowed these parents to stay while the children were doing certain – getting certain procedures done. So different organizations, and we were one of them, would go in and, and cook the, the dinner for for them. You know, and it was really – it was really nice. And yeah. it brought a group of us together – you know, that had the same kind of spirit of wanting to do something for for these people that in their time of need, you know, and it was a good vehicle to do that. So um, there's a couple things that I have in mind. I'm, I'm behind my schedule in terms of what I want to do, but there's a couple of nonprofits I want to do, but everything in God's time, you know. So exactly. I, I haven't given up. Houses. Yeah, um, several times, and there's nothing better than um, giving a parent a little bit of peace of mind and providing something for them while they are trying to, you know, um, take care of their child who is sick. So, yeah, I've done Hubbard Mm -hmm. House before. There's just so much out there. You know, sometimes it's as simple, you know, in our neighborhood, um, we actually have a lawn service because Rev is so busy. So um, there there are a lot of times when we pay the, the guy to cut the house next to us to the right or to the left, um, cut their front mm-hmm. yard too, you know, while they're doing that. Um, and, and people are so surprised, you know, um, that, you wow, you, you did that. How much do you, do we owe you? No, nothing. It was, you know, some of that is just for the moment. But if I'm a giver, right. 
um, Reverend Robinson is a super giver. He just doesn't, you know, um, from, and I, and I think that's why he is in the position he's in. He's able to listen and um, get on a journey of trying to be, you know, the solution person or um, for sure. So, but yeah, you know, I, I, again, I say though, either it's in you or it's not. Um, hopefully yeah. we can cultivate more though. And if we start, yeah. young, maybe we can cultivate more, you know. And I think that's the key. I think it's it's key to start early so that it doesn't seem so abnormal or out you know out of the norm by the time you get to be a, a young adult. Um, one of the things that I like about what they had started doing in the school since I was out of school years ago, decades ago, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> is that they gave community service hours. Now, you know, you kind of want people to do stuff just because, but and but I think eventually that becomes the case. But giving having the community service hours does provide an incentive for the student, but it also helps that particular organization or particular person, whoever it is that you were trying to to um, benefit. You know, so. I I really was glad to, you know, I, I don't have kids, so I kind of have to play catch-up, and, and I miss stuff. But, um, yeah, I was very glad to see that uh, they have community service hours now in some of the schools. And so I, I think it, it – and I think it's one of those things where, you know, at the end of that person's time in school is, is something that they either say, I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. Or something to say, you know, I kind of miss doing that. I'd like to find something, you know, wherever I end up going to college or wherever I end up living that I can uh, do and make a contribution in that way. Yeah. yeah. So. And and that's some um, – Gretchen, I, I know we need more Gretchens in the world. I know that. Oh, no. And we need more <laughs> Gretchens. Um, you know, and I can, I can do say that. You know, it, it doesn't sound like – if you said it, and you never would, because your spirit is not there, there. But we need more Gretchens and Stephanies in the world because yes, we, um, we sometimes we have and princesses. We <laughs> we have to look beyond our own boundaries of our street and our yard. We have to look beyond that and say, okay, what can I do today? It may not be much, um, but what mm-hmm. can I do today? And and what can I do um you know this weekend um and it doesn't always have to be about service we can enjoy life but also yeah. you know try to affect the the be a part of the journey of others too true but one of the things i do want to say though too in our uh i guess enthusiasm to be of service we kind of have to balance that out because we we have to not neglect ourselves you know we can overextend ourselves and then we're not any used to anyone. We also have to remember that if, if, if there are loved ones that kind of need us too. It's not just the the stranger, or it's not just that particular organization. It's our loved ones too. Sometimes you need to stop and just take a minute to do something for that person. And sometimes we we, it, we get caught up and we take that for granted. So we have to kind of remember that to do that as well. So yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I remember 
um, my grandmother moving in with 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 us. You know, I re- I'll never forget that. And I remember she's gonna have to sleep in my room, and I remember that. But now I look back on that and say, wow, that was so powerful in my life. I'm so glad I got a chance to be around. You know, mm-hmm. grandma on a on a regular basis and and sit in bed. I had twin beds and. Um, you know, we would be in there some nights just giggling. And, you know, my, my grandmother was 98 when she passed. And I I was in college at that point, but I was home, you know, a lot. And we would sit up and giggle and giggle and giggle and giggle, you know, uh, when she got sick and she would spend the night with us. Um, so, I, you know, I, I missed the latter part. And mom had to call and tell me that that grandma mm. had passed. But I also got to see a lot of it and be just in her presence. And and that was powerful within itself. So how do what what do you think? I mean, what are you seeing with the young people that you encounter now? Are they as involved? Uh what do you think would take what it, that it would take to get them to really incorporate volunteerism in their lives on a regular basis. Now, Gretchen, you said a, a mouthful there. There, There's a part of me that is really um, impressed with this generation. There's, there's a certain amount of them who have really become um, just so technically savvy and so avant-garde and, and really giving back and, and, and making sure to have a voice. But um, there is also to me just such a um it seems like such a spirit of entitlement that I see in this generation, and mm. we have to keep working on them and that their level of communication has just gone to pieces because they they could they um communicate through text messages or through an abbreviation of words and make up their own words so that they can think they can have um, a conversation without their parents being able to interpret it. Um, mm-hmm. I have been in the room on Thanksgiving with all my nieces and nephews, and they're all just they about 10 of them, and they're all sitting there texting each other because they're communicating with each other, um, and, they, you know, they're talking about us. They're just sitting there. And I said, that's not communication and that's not family. Let's let's come up with something better. There's a lot of disappointment mm-hmm. in what social media has done to us. There's a lot of disappointment. There's also a lot of disappointment in mobile phones um, and the fact that now some for for sometimes for our own comfort level, we give a child who who's eight, nine, and ten years old a, a mobile phone, and and they're mm-hmm. you know, and putting it in their backpack when they go to school, and then we don't know how to cut it off at a certain time at night, um, or have you know zone free weekends where technology is not a part of it. Um, so there, there's a level and that's what- of pride that I see in this this generation, but there's a level of disappointment for sure. That's one of the things that um, when Burton was on here, we were talking about coming up, having that day of, you know, being unplugged, you know, Mm -hmm. and, but the thing about it is it shouldn't just be one day. And, you know, it's, it's, it is frustrating. It's very frustrating. And the thing is there, 
it's a kind of a mixed bag when it comes to technology. It has enhanced life in certain ways, and then mm-hmm. but it, it just has to be managed. It's it's almost like gun control, which I know is another touchy subject. But it is a matter of managing, you know, what whatever it is, whether it's a weapon or if it's a tool of technology or something. A lot of it is not the item itself. It's the person that is engaged with it. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it's important that we remember that, that when that person uh, does a cyber attack or that person goes and, and shoots somebody or whatever harm, you know, uh, I was listening to a report about somebody that got carjacked. It's not the car. It's the person. You know, it's it's the person that is doing the evil deed. How, how do we modify certain behaviors? Or how do we take behaviors, let's say, for example, the person that knows how to engage effectively with computers, how do we make sure that that person does not turn their talent, their skill into something negative and use the computer, use the Internet for bad or evil purposes versus using it for something for good. Like, for example, right now, the people over in Turkey and Syria need help. You know, there's been another earthquake you know, on top of the one that they had. They, you know, we need people to use their skills um, if it's technology, if it's maybe um, rescuing people, if it's maybe providing food, if it's, you know, take, if it's maybe being, you know, taking, being able to take something over to that area, or even if it's a, a means of raising funds as we had uh, the gentleman on here earlier this month to send those funds, whatever your talents are, you have a a choice in terms of how you use them, whether or not you use them for good or you use them for harm. Yeah. 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 And and we have, (laughs) I agree with that. We all have a talent. Every one of us. We we have a talent, and how are you using that talent? And I, and I like what you said. Are we using it for good? Are we using it um, for whatever? And I see a lot of whatever, and that's so disappointing. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's so funny, though. I You know, there, I'm sure there's some, if if they're listening, there's probably some young person out there that's like, Oh, those old people don't know what they're talking about. And it's funny because, you know, at one point I don't I don't really now now that I am in my sixties, I don't think of sixty as being all that old anymore. But, you know, I remember mm-hmm. when I was younger, you know, sixty sixty was a big deal. You know. Yeah. But Yeah, sixty was a big deal and you were like, Oh my gosh but now I don't consider it that old. But um <laughs> Right. And and I say to my kids and any other kids that will listen or give me the time of day, 
what you're going through and what you're doing to try to navigate adulthood or navigate getting around adults and what they're saying. We've done that before. You know, mm-hmm. I've gone to my dad and not gotten the answer and then gone to my mom to see if I could get a better answer. You <laughs> Nothing is new under <laughs> under the sun, for sure. Right. You just think, you know, you just think it's, it is and that you're smart with it, but you're, you're, you're not. And um, I have to say that. And, you know, when if I say 1970 <laughs> to children, they're like, oh, my God, it's so long ago. Uh, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 was, it was long ago, depending on how you look at it. From your perspective now, yeah. Um, I, I just sometimes think about it's, 2020 something I you know <laughs> I graduated from high school in 1979 2020 something just didn't seem like it was going to be anything that was going to register in my vocabulary at that time you know but mm-hmm. uh, you know it's it's here but it's okay uh, I, I find that I, I, it, there's a part of me that feels like even though I have issues, I'm actually healthier now than I was maybe back in my 20s or, or 30s yeah. because I take better care of myself. I watch a little more of what I eat or I try to not stress myself so much. So, you know, and yes, you know, I, my, I have taxed my body. And there's been aging with my body and, and stuff. But, you know, I've, I'm balancing it out by doing better to myself, taking care mm-hmm. of the temple. Uh, the, uh, something the other day in church was talking about, uh, you know, being a temple of God. And we don't really, I think, appreciate that because I don't think we mistreat ourselves so terribly or mistreat others so terribly if we realize that we are actually, you know, temples of God. So. Yeah. You know, um, but in, in talking about religion and God and having faith and um, being able to lean and, and put your troubles, um, you know, give it to God and, and, and pray, that's a whole mm-hmm. nother uh, um that's a whole nother Oprah show for sure. Without a better <laughs> tag for that, that that really is because yeah. I, I think this era has gotten really bold into saying you can't you can't talk to me about religion. That's against you know my my parents said I don't have to listen to religion. You know, oh my god. Mm. Okay, well that's true. You don't. You know, no one can force yeah. that on you. But the older yeah. you get, <laughs> the more you have to lean on something. Right. What and is that yeah, going to be for you? You don't have to listen, but you can't. I have freedom of speech. You don't have. You can't stop me. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I, I have. But freedom, in the workforce you know. or in schools now, you you can't even use it. You can't. And um, schools have taken prayer out it, and you cannot, as a teacher, impose your religion on anyone else. Um, and in the workforce, it's even worse. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and don't let someone say, you know, my Sabbath day is Saturday or Sunday, but my Sabbath day is Saturday, which in retail is just like, oh, my gosh, you can't even get mm-hmm. hired. But you cannot not hire someone because their right. religious day is on a, you know. So, right. um, um, like, I, 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 I am... And I took, like, for example, I took tonight off tonight. Now, I didn't take it off because it's Ash Wednesday, which it is. Um, but, um, I, you know, I'm kind of glad I took it off. And, and if it had been because I took it off for Ash Wednesday, um, you know, I, I, I've i had to go a couple of times with uh, my night job on Holy Thursday where I like to go to Mass. We do um, – we celebrate Holy Thursday and the wa- washing of the feet is one of the things that they do and some other things that they do for Holy Thursday right before Easter. So I'm, I really like to go to mass on Holy Thursday. I have had to go to battle to get that day off the last couple of years. So <laughs> this time I just like, I'm I'm doing the preemptive thing so I don't have to fill out a form for a religious exemption, okay, because that's what I've had to had to go back and do, so I didn't get penalized with points and stuff like that, because you know for for taking off the time. So I just went ahead and looked up, okay, when is Holy Thursday, 2023, and I put in for it, and, and I got it, you know. But it's it's a shame that I have to do a preemptive strike. I have to be strategic in order to make sure that I'm able to celebrate that day of significance for me and my faith. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's where we that's where we are now, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I I just I think um people of faith I think we give up too quickly. Um I I think we just don't want to, some of us just don't want to put in the work uh, of standing up and saying, this is part of me. This is who I am. Okay. And and, and I think it's, it's really important that because people stand up for everything else. Uh, hmm. they, they stand up for various ways of life. They stand. There, there are people who stand up for those things. Why can't we, as people of faith, be as strong and stand up for our beliefs, stand up for God? You know, I think uh-huh. we have we have to reprioritize some things. Uh, I mean, because if you are if you are a person of faith. The bottom line, the ultimate goal is supposed to be serving God and getting to heaven uh, once you're done. Uh, We get caught up in the minutia of the day-to-day stuff that it kind of gets put on the back burner or we end up doing the bare minimum, you know, and we end up not – you know, if, if you're being chastised for your faith, you, you end up not, uh, I guess, wanting to, to fight back. And I just think that, well, first of all, and, and I'm, I'm so guilty, first of all, I think we could do a better job if we were more into our word. You know, you have the tools 
and the weapons in the words. And I think if we were more steadfast and more uh, astute, you know, in in the word of God and what he wants us to do, then the, the, the battle is not that hard. Just my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, but, you know, someone said it, gosh, when I was coming up, and I love sports even back then. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I've been to the University of Florida on campus at the Swamp, and there's 90-some thousand in the Swamp. And, and I remember hearing um, my father-in-law at that time saying, man, if we can get all of these people to church tomorrow, Ooh. wouldn't that be, <laughs> wouldn't that, um, gosh, I can't remember the word he used, but just more than anything, just exciting. Wouldn't that be, mm-hmm. um, you know, a win for God? And I and mm-hmm. I've never forgotten that, and and I still go to these huge venues, and um, I've been to um, to um, Neyland Stadium in 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 Tennessee to um, a game with Florida and the Tennessee Vols, and that one seats a hundred and ten thousand, and man, they're all on one accord. <laughs> Either you for mm-hmm. the Gators or you for the Volunteers. Wouldn't that be exciting if they were cheering? like that for God. And I've heard that many yes. times, and it's stuck with me. Yes, um, I, that's, I, I said that I too. Know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, because when we were getting out of COVID and we were starting to get go back to church, I had started posting on Facebook, you know, come go to church with me and everything, and I got away from it. And I'm like, you know, if I'm willing to invite folks to go to a movie or to a concert or something else, I should be just as enthusiastic or more about inviting people to come to my church, you know, hmm. or go to any, well, you know, go to a legitimate church. I won't say go to any church, but go to go to some some place that is going to uplift you and to feed you mind, body, and spirit. Um, I think we have to really have that type of enthusiasm ourselves and engage other people. So if I'm willing to post about an event that's coming up, why can't I post about my church service that's coming up? Hmm. You know, and I figure maybe if you do it enough, you know, or enough people do it enough, people like, you know, this is really, you know, important enough to these people that they're willing to go on social media, you know, or maybe they're willing to, you know, text or, or whatever and encourage other people to participate. I, I think I think we have to kind of reassess ourselves and say, is this as valuable to me as going out to dinner or going wherever it is that I like to go, go going to get a cup of coffee, you know? Uh, people that post uh, their food online, you know, <laughs> are you post? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I know there's some people that are offended. I'm sorry. But, you know, can't you post about the, about your church service online? You know, can't you post about, you know, the people that are doing the volunteer stuff that's being done at your church or even, you know, any nonprofits or community organizations, 
you're involved in because that's church too. Let's let's remember about how we can be church to people. It's not just a building. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I you know, I've said this over and over and you know, sometimes as human beings we have our issues about how things are run at church, but that's not I don't think well, I, I know being a pastor is not my anointing, so um, some of that, you know, stuff I just keep to myself. But there is never a time when, when I, and I say this to you all the time, when, when I walk in the church doors, and I've been inside a church hundreds and thousands of times, that I'm not renewed just getting in the door. It just mm-hmm. feels good. You got to try mm-hmm. it sometimes. And, it, and then if you're bold enough to go sit and listen to the word, how your spirit will be renewed. If you just open your mind up to it for the rest of the week, sometimes for the mm-hmm. rest of the month, you know. And if you if you happen to feel, if you if you're lucky enough to get that feeling that the minister's talking straight to you, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and I and I still believe that. So, um, for sure, for sure. The important thing to know is if you don't go on a regular basis and, you know, we're inviting you to, to step foot into a church for the first time, don't let it be a one-and-done deal. If you think you just didn't get it, you know, it's okay. It just may take practice like anything else, like playing a musical instrument or, or playing in sports. Sometimes it just takes some repetition to, to to finally get it, you know. So don't be a one and done with, with, you know, going to, you know, someone invites you to go to their church, and it may not, it may it may be their church, you know, that you don't get, or it may be that church in general, and you just have to continue to go back and open yourself up a little bit. Don't, don't you know, keep the walls up all the time. And you don't necessarily have to let all the walls down at the same time if, if you don't think you can handle that. But just gradually, gradually, you know, let, it, let them down. You know, we have, like, coffee and donuts after Mass. You know, if you're going and they say, hey, we got coffee and donuts after Mass, go grab, you know, some coffee and donuts maybe and sit and talk and ask questions. You know, find out what why people go and they decide to come back every week. You know, what makes it important to them? What are they getting out of it? How do they experience God and how do they share God with others? You know, it doesn't necessarily have to all, um, it, it comes from the word, but it, it's what you're seeing usually is the word in action. So, you know, yeah, we're saying get more in your word in terms of reading, but get more into the word in terms of, you know, action and how you see it played out. You know, that's important. So. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. My phone is blowing up with text messages and everything else. <laughs> but um, uh, it's, it's amazing how that goes. But, you know, I agree with you, Gretchen. Um, I, I think we have to continue to be bold. Um, and if we can post again about 
anything, you know, websites, we can post about what is going on in church. What is the next, you know, um, thing? What is, when is service? How many services? And what time do they start? Um, you know, I, I think that's important for sure. Yeah. And what's going on? What type of, of ministries do they have? I mean, you know, I, I know, like I said, I know you do a ton of stuff in church. In fact, you do, um, you know, you're, you you are the technical producer here for this show as well as being CEO for the network, and you have a lot mm-hmm. of shows. But you also do a lot of a lot of the technical stuff at your church, right? Yeah, um, on the media ministry, um, um, the social media page, and um, and you know, our, our church seems to well. I think our pastor, if, if somebody needs a church open for a funeral or their church isn't big enough, um, our church has three and four funerals a week there, sometimes a little bit less. Um, but, uh, yeah, the cameras, social media, all of that, you know, getting camera one up, camera two, is six or four, six or seven cameras back there um, for sure. Um, and, and, yeah, that's part of my media too, and I love that part because I love social media. And so for young people who don't think that there's a place for you at church, you know, if you come up with an idea, let's say maybe creating, if they, if your church does not have a, a Facebook page, create a Facebook, you know, talk to your pastor about creating a Facebook page for your church where you can uh, post the activities that are going on in your church. You can post the, the church services. You can uh, maybe even post the funerals that are, are coming up and and have people to go in and express express their condolences. I know they have, you know, funeral homes have websites for that, but, you know, the churches are, com- are, are communities that, you, you know, that you go to. And so you can post about uh, that particular person and, and then just dedicate, you know, something to that person, have people give well wishes uh, for to the family of that person, maybe there's a birth, a new birth in your church. You know, congratulate that person, celebrate that, a marriage, a graduation, whatever. But you can use. We talked about tools and how you use them. This could be a positive thing. You know, you can heighten the profile of your church. You can heighten the profile within the community and have other people in the community who are unchurched say hey, you know, this is a place where they celebrate each other like family. You know, this is a place where, you know, God lives and you can see it, you know. You can help with that. Um, One of the things that I want to encourage, too, if young, old, whatever, do you sew? I I I am getting I'm I'm getting to start a nonprofit and I'm looking for people that sew and I remember when I was growing up a lot of people sewed I did not have the patience my mom tried to teach me I even took a home at class and said I was gone with that but now I'm looking for people to sew I'm looking for people to do alterations um and so and there are people out there who don't have sewing skills that. You need people to sew. You know, you could stitch up stuff um, for people. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying, if you have skills to do certain things, um, you can help people. One of the things right now that uh, I'm bothered by is uh, things that are going on with uh, black cemeteries. Um, there, there, there's uh, 
a developer in Tampa that ended up buying a black cemetery there, and there's just an issue over there to try to preserve that cemetery. And there are the others around the country. But part of our problem is with black cemeteries, it's not just black cemeteries, it's just documentation of our history. You know, so if you have skills to take photos or videos, you know, and help, you know, families maybe keep their, you know, their uh, memories intact and be able to pass it down through generations, you know, that's something that you could do if you have those type of skills, if you have writing skills and you can help create uh, a history of, 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 of black families, you know, that would be very helpful. I just wanted to throw things out there because sometimes we don't think that we have anything to offer, but God gives us stuff and we just got to figure out ways to make, make it benefit his people. That's right. That's right. Um, God gives us um, ideas and platforms and talents that can help and encourage and assist our people, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And we, I think we have to pay attention to that. Um, and, you know, a lot of times um, in my conversations with God, with God, you know, um, I'll ask him, okay, you know, Lord, what would you like for me to learn from this? What would you like for me to gather from this person? Um, especially, you know, you get a lot of, I know that um, I, we get a lot of church gossip. I mean, and, and no matter what entity you're in, there's going to be conversation. But I think you have to um, train people on what you will receive. And I don't want to receive church gossip. I, there's a lot of things I don't want to receive. And you have to say, hey, you know, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be a part of that mm-hmm. conversation. I don't want to be a part of the complaint. Now, if you call them with some ideas um, or some solutions, you know, we we got ourselves something. We got ourselves something for sure. But, and if you don't, um, if you don't know how to say you can't, you know, you don't want to be a part of it. You can just, you know, walk away. You know, when it starts to happen. Just walk oh, yeah. away. And if they ask mm-hmm. you, you know, you know, you don't want to stand, you know, and just talk with us like, you know, uh, there's, I, there's no room in my in my life for negativity. <laughs> just exactly. Keep going. Exactly. And I don't, yeah. I don't have room. And I and I say that about <clears throat> certain things on t- on TV um, and, and movies with a whole lot of drama. With a whole lot of cursing, I, those are those are that's not in my schedule today, and it's not in my schedule tomorrow, and next year isn't looking too good either. I I don't try to put a whole lot of that in my spirit. I like happy movies with happy endings, with not I don't want to see someone get shot, you know, um, point blank with a gun, and the graphics are so you know real. No, that that's not what I'm trying to do for myself. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, um, what you've got, I know over the holidays, I guess, or before you were, um, I guess, launching some new shows on the network, right? Yeah, you know, um, we hit a snag with one, but we have launched um, a new show. Uh, Kevin Walker really got into his new show. It's called K-World. 
And that show is it's really about everything else. He had a show on about PTSD, and um, mm. um, that really blew up. He had a show with a young lady about two weeks ago who um, experienced teenage pregnancy, and then after the, the pregnancy and delivering healthy, she um, got a drug addiction and how she's come through both and got on mm. the other side of that. Um, so that one's doing pretty good. The other with some um, with the young ladies, I want to temper my excitement and, and wait till we get a couple of things going. And then um, um, we got a lot going on next month as far as uh, Women in History Month. I, I really want to do that big with people that I'm recognizing and um, mm-hmm. and, and trying to do something with too. Okay, that sounds good. And yeah, I, that is coming up Women's History Month and and uh, spring and just a, a bunch of different things going on next month. So, yeah, looking forward to that. So, mm-hmm. just thank you always for your time. I know you got to get going, but I, I really appreciate <laughs> you taking the time out today uh, to, to catch me, catch us up and actually just go off on a tangent with me as usual. Um, Amen. That's what we do. It. I love it. <laughs> the best hour I'll spend the day for sure. The best hour. Yeah. Well, you take care and um, yeah, get get those get those allergies in check, girl, for sure. All right, thank you. <laughs> All right, yes, yes. I'm I'm gonna be sending you some recipes and stuff, uh, and some some teas. I'm sure would would help with that too. Do you think? Okay. I do. It's one of my oh, most okay. relaxing moments of the day. Yeah, I love tea. Uh, yes. Do you have an ember? No. You got to get an ember. Uh, do you know what an ember is? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Heard, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. got to get an ember. Yes. Anyway, talk to you soon. Thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed. Hit us up on the G's Power Hour Facebook page if you have any um, comments or you have questions or you have topics that you want us to address and we'll get the people on that can address them. Please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.